Okay, so, so it's like this. We'll get to the Mishabura Bezashem very soon. But before that, I just wanted to take, because you were talking, and, and you could ask questions throughout, it's fine, um, to just run through the Kitzer. It won't take long, but 10-15 minutes. Uh, a primer about how to kasher. Just very, very big kitzer. Just the basic seder advar. So I'll run through, I jotted down before you guys got here, I jotted down just three basic, you know, outlines in my head. So we'll run through it. So, to, specifically for Pesach? Oh, so, so this, what I'm about to tell you is for Pesach, which means it'll definitely cover, it'll definitely cover Basa B'chalav. Meaning, but yeah, we we sorry. We're gonna run through koshering first. This will definitely cover. This will definitely cover from non-kosher to kosher because it's from Pesach. Koshering from chametz to, to kosher Pesach is the most severe. So what I'm about to tell you would definitely cover. If there are areas where this is a chumrah, I'll let you know that it's a chumrah. But just very big kids. So again, if there's any questions, let me know. But I just want to just take it slow and, and understand it. The concept of koshering is that when a item is cooked into a vessel in an oven, and all these things. It's mekabal tam. It receives flavor from that item, and that's in the walls of the pot, and you have to get rid of it. There are basically two methods. There's a third method I'll explain, but there's basically two methods of how to kasher. The rule in kashering is kibbeilea kachpolta, which means that the way it became treif is how you kasher it. How it came in is how it leaves. There are basically two methods of kashering. The first, more common one for Pesach, is hagolah. Again, a lot of these things are simple, I just, I'll just lay it out. Hagolah means purging it through hot water, which means if it became chametz or treif through contact with boiling water, then it becomes kashered through dipping in boiling water. So if you have a, a pot that became chametz, uh, before we do mishabur, I'm just uh, giving a quick overview on how to kasher the kitchen. Uh, I just started. The first method is hagolah. Which means that if you have an item that became chametz or became treif through contact with a liquid, so pots, spoons, forks, knives, all these things, then it'll become kashered by dipping it into boiling water. Now the way to do that, very simple, we'll talk about the kashering method, the materials, and then the items practically. The, 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 the method of agal is very simple. You have an item, you clean it, make sure there's no schmutz, because if there's schmutz, it's not going to be able to kasher it. You wait 24 hours. And then you dip it in a boiling, a pot full of boiling water. It's better to have a pot that is special for kashering. That's a nice minig. If you didn't, then you take any pot that wasn't used in 24 hours, be it chametz, be it kosher, pesach, doesn't really matter. There was a minig. It was an old minig just to have, it was a minig to have a kashering pot. Mishabura says it's a, it's a good thing to have. Um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a nice thing to have. It avoids potential issues, but... You take it, you make sure that nothing was used in 24 hours, you get the, into a running boil, you dip it in, you take it out, you rinse it off in cold water, that's Hagala. Now, um, when you're doing Hagala, you have to wait 24 hours. The reason why you have to wait 24 hours is because within 24 hours, it has nice and time On both sides? Correct. Yeah, because, because I'll give you an example. Let's say... No, 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 I'm sorry. I thought you meant for both pots. No, I'm sorry. You have to wait 24 hours before you dip it in boiling water. It's very simple. Let's say you have a spoon that became treif. You know, forget about chametz. It's a treif. And you want to kasher it. So if you wait 24 hours, then the flavor inside of the spoon is considered pogum. It's considered putrid. Therefore, when you dip it in boiling water, it just leaves. Within 24 hours, that's considered good good, good chazer. When you dip it in boiling water, in essence, what you're doing is you're spreading it. 
And now if the pot is not 60 times the size of the spoon, you've actually created a pig soup with the flavor that's leaving. So you have to wait 24 hours. That's the concept of Hagal. The second type of kashering, the, the other method, is called Libun Chomer. Libun Gomer, Libun Chomer. And that is kashering through direct heat. Meaning, an item that became treif or became chomets through direct heat, not through a liquid, like a barbecue, you can't dip it in boiling water. It's not going to suffice. You have to do Libun Gomer. Libun Gomer means fire. It has to become red through fire. Now, our, our metals, by the way, our ovens don't become red through fire. It's different types of metals. They're not going to do that. So what the, the, the basic method for kashering an oven from Pesach throughout the year, Pesach to Chametz, uh, from Chametz to Pesach, or from non-kosher to kosher, is through self-clean method. Okay, now... It happens to be when you're self-cleaning, there's no need to wait 24 hours. The whole purpose of waiting 24 hours is because the, the item is leaving in the water. So when it comes to libun, where you're incinerating any of the flavor, there's no svara to wait 24 hours. Mm-hmm. However, the only time there is a svara to wait 24 hours, and this is some people are a little confused, if you go to the OU's website, I've mentioned this in the past, if you go to the OU's website, and they say you have an oven, they will tell you to wait 24 hours. Why? That's because of the following shaila. Let's say you have an oven, right, that does not have the ability to get to self-clean, right? So let's say practically, we'll get to ovens in a second. You want to kasha the oven. So if you have a self-clean, click click the self-clean button. Let's say you don't have a self-clean button. So if you don't have the ability to turn self-clean, so what do you do? So Ramayusha Feinstein held that if you, you need to get it to self-clean. If you can't get it to self-clean, then you can't gosh it. That's Ramayusha Shita. Why you just make it as hot as it was when it became trade? Oh, so because Ramayusha held, self-clean gets it up to about 700 to 800 degrees. Ramayusha held, Kibbalah Polte means that you have to put it into different categories of koshering. And therefore, when you have an oven, because it's put into the category of libun, it requires real libun. Libun is that level heat. So Moshe held that getting it to the highest temp won't help. Rav Aaron Kotler disagreed. Rav Aaron held that no, Kibbalah means that it will literally be purged the way it became. And therefore, an oven which became chametz at 450 can become kosher at 450. That was Rav Aaron Shita. How, how long do you, my oven only goes, let's say, to 500. So how 500, long do you whatever. Keep it on 500 According to Rav Aaron. According, I guess, if you well, want to I mean, collect Rav Well, yeah, because according to Rav you got nothing. So according to Rav Aaron, no, I'm saying you can't kosher it. So according to Rav Aaron, they say between an hour and two hours. Why? Once it gets to that temperature, because, that no, so because it has to stay at that temperature. And because they're not sure, because it has to, it has to, it has to stay long yeah, enough to I purge. Meaning mean, you have to stay long enough to purge. And you were, right? How long yeah. do you have to go on each spot for? You're right. Just a couple, a second or two, right? True. So why do you have to do an hour? Not and, sure. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't know why the place can advise for an hour. You know, it's no, a good point. It's a good heart. What do you mean? Well, well, the truth is, you, you should try to get rid of it the best you can. If you're actually doing um, self-clean, they say you don't have to clean it at all because the self-clean will it, it, it'll burn everything no, out. Not, not uh, you'd have to clean it. You'd have to clean it. Now, let me just explain one thing because I just want to clarify this point. Because it's a machleikus or moishin or varen, how do we paskin? So the OU says, because it's a machalikas, wait 24 hours, then kasher it by putting on 550 on the highest temp. Why? Or the highest temp of the oven. Why? Once you wait 24 hours, as nice in time of gam, it makes it chametz deravonon. 
Meaning, so the reason why the OU says to wait 24 hours by, by putting on the oven is not because they actually think waiting 24 hours is necessary in the kashering process. It's just, it's the machlekes or motion of Aaron. How would it kasher, whether it could be kashered. So if you wait 24 hours, it lowers it to the Rabbonon, then, then they feel comfortable being make on Rabbonon. But Rabbonon would help, you don't have to wait 24 hours. I just want to make that point. Okay, so that's the, that's the two methods. So you have Agola, which is water, and then you have Libun Gomer. There is a third one. A, a moment, uh, in and out. If, if I put it on self-clean, I don't have to leave it for 24 hours beforehand? No. No need. Not at all. Now, there is one, th- there's a third type of kashering, which is not as common in Pesach, but it's much more common throughout the year, and that's called Libon Kal. Libon Kal is equivalent in Halacha to Hagala. It's fire, but it's not as hot as Libon Gomer. It's mostly used throughout the year if you want to go from Milchik to Fleshik. You see, if you want to go from non-kosher to kosher, you need libun gomer in an oven. But if you want to go, let's say, from milchik to fleshik, so the Shulchan Aruch writes, just from milchik to fleshik, that's why it's Pesach, it's not as relevant, because Pesach, you're dealing with chametz to Pesach, so it's treif to kosher. But when you're dealing with milchik to fleshik, or vice versa, you don't need libun gomer. All you need is libun kal. Libun kal is hot enough that the Shulchan Aruch says that if you were to put a match to it, it would burst into flames. How hot that is, the Paiskim say if you put on 500 for an hour to two hours, you hit Libun Kal. Maybe that's why they also feel the hour to two hours would help in the other one. There's a flame there. No, no, true. So it's how hot the walls get. Meaning, obviously, not to the fire, but if you were to put, that's why it's hard to it's hard to, to, to figure it out. But that's the temperature. So, by the way, throughout the year, if you want to make your oven from milking to fleshik, you don't need to self clean. You put on 500, 550 for 45 minutes to an hour and a half, that's Libun Kal, then that's all you need. Pesach, it's not as relevant because usually you're not dealing with Libun Kal because you're trying to kasher from Chomets to Pesach. So Chomets to Kosher, the Pesach, that's you need Libun Gomer. Correct. Then you would do just put on 500, five, you, for an hour, an hour and a half. When do you clean it up? If you have to clean it up before you keep it on 500, let's say for an hour or two, when do you clean it? So also, if you're cleaning with hot water, then you'd have to wait. Meaning, if you're waiting 24 hours and you're cleaning, you'd have to clean with hot. If you're cleaning with cold water, you can clean right away. So you use the truth is the truth is with those things you use chemicals. Use chemicals. There are chemical cleaners. There are chemical cleaners that will make any tom pogum. Now that's that's the first. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, not really. Uh, unless there's mamish a tremendous amount of shmutz. If it's just a little bit. No, no. If you're covering, it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. What, what, what do you mean throughout the year? In general, so I spoke about this on Friday night recently. I spoke about this on Friday night recently. If you have the, if you have one oven, just stop throughout the year. Forget about Pesach. If you have one oven, that oven has to be designated as one thing. You cannot go back and forth. That will create big problems halachically. Therefore, you have to designate it as one thing. And anytime you're cooking the other type of item, it has to be covered. That that's the or you kasher it. Now kashering. 550 for an hour is not that hard. It's not that big of a deal. Exactly. By the way, you should know, anyone listening to this is going to hear a lot of uh, you know, side points. Ravadia held most time when you preheat the oven for cooking, he held that you've already kashered. That's, 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 that's,
25 to 30 minutes, and this is a lot of times, by the time you preheat the oven, by the time you're ready to put the food in, it's already self-cashered itself. Okay. You have to clean it, though. No, it has to be no, no, I'm familiar with the flesh, unless there's a lot of schmutz. Again, listen, it depends how much schmutz we're talking about. The average wife who keeps a... The average person who's keeping... Yeah, but, but you, you have to realize, you have to have seichel. When it comes to this, the average oven is not that dirty. It's a little bit... Again, if it's caked you, on stuff, you, then... you clean before the 24 hours? Then before the 24 hours. Clean, Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, so I'll tell you like this. So when it comes to a barbecue, okay, now we'll get to the items. So we'll just, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt do the barbecue. Here's the thing. I get asked about barbecues a lot on Pesach. Barbecues, first of all, or Airbnbs, barbecues have to be cleaned. That's also the thing. You have to clean it. A lot of these barbecues are very hard to clean. They're caked on. We have to clean it for chametz reasons, or, or we're going to sell it. That's why. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying if you want to kosher, a go to Airbnb and you want to use one of these outdoor barbecues, you have to clean it from the schmutz, which is very hard. You see, when I said that you don't have to clean an oven, that's because the ovens don't have so much schmutz. This it's caked on. You don't have to clean underneath the bricks, right? Like on the, on where the coals go. Right? No, no, no. That's so okay, so let's say, but let's say you clean it, or let's say you get new grates. So then, the the way you kosher it is, it has to be filled with fire. The way you do that is, you have to fill it with coals, and then exactly. So then you'd probably get into this machloikis of Ravarin and Ramosha, and nobody is going to be saving on this machloikis for an Airbnb barbecue. You understand what I'm saying? But Pashas and Nithlib and Gomer, and the way to do that is literally fill it with coals, because also you have to kasha the hood, because the hood also has in contact, or halachically, when you have a hood, that's considered zeya. If you close it and you have the burner, let's say it's propane, and you have the burners on the floor, it would, so, if true, yeah. it probably would, and Ravarin would probably feel comfortable. The only reason why nobody relies on that is because it's so unnecessary to rely on those coolers when Rav Moshe holds it's not effective. So you understand, so, like, through the oven, it's like, I'll give you an example. We'll get to this later on. Um, there's a big shaila of whether you can kosher plastic for Pesach or rubber. Dishwashers are also a very big, tricky thing. There are certain materials where it's like, you know what it's like? It's like people ask me, um, is quinoa, uh, uh, probably, maybe I'll talk about this Friday night, is quinoa a, a kidneys? Okay. I don't eat quinoa in Pesach. Why? Because I don't eat quinoa throughout the year. So I, I'm going to start I'm gonna start eating something that Ravelsky held as a problem. Why would I start eating something Ravelsky held as a problem? So it's the same thing. It's like you go your whole year without going to an Airbnb and I, I'll be honest, after seeing it, I wouldn't put food that touched it in my mouth. And on Pesach, of all times, where it's uh, Chametz Demashu, no one's... But conceptually, I've spoken to my brother about this. My brother, last he was talking about this, and he was saying, shouldn't it fall under the same Hetar of Iron? I, conceptually, I believe so. But I, no Rav... It's like, you know what it's like? It's like kashering, um, uh, 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 where they make, a, uh, like, a, we make a doughs, what do you call it? You put in a, uh, like the mixer, those type of things, where you put the dough and it makes a challah and all these things. Bread uh, oh, bread maker, all these, you know, food processors. All the, all, all the kashers organizations advise not cleaning and kashering a food processor. Why? Because it has, huh? Exactly. It's too. It's not conceptually. Okay, this conceptually and then it's practically. So these ovens, these these barbecues are so dirty and so full of schmutz that for you to take the not for you, but for someone to rely on a Baron's hetzer when it's so unnecessary, I know, no rub is going to sign off on that. Um, but the, okay, so just let's get the the background. So you have the. the, 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 the top also because 
Because that's, right, you're not doing So it's interesting. So Fizeya, the truth is like this. Ravel Yashiv had a Svara. I spoke to all of them about this once. You have ovens, right? So Moshe held, let's go back to the shayla that we had before. You have the inside of an it's oven, but it doesn't, oh, so it doesn't have self-clean. So Moshe said, you can't kasher it. You can't kasher it. Rav Aaron said, exactly. So Rav Aaron said, Rav Aaron said, put on its highest temp, Kibbalei Kachpolta. The truth is, Rav Yashiv had another reason to be maker like Rav Aaron. He didn't mention Rav Aaron, but he said, what's the problem with the oven? The food's not coming in contact with the walls of the grates, right? We cook in pans. What's the problem? Steam. So, if you want to kash, so steam is Hagola. So now, the way to, so, and Hagola and Libun Kal are equal. So he said, you should be able to kasher an oven with Libun Kal, according to everybody. That was really Yashiv's Svara. So for this... Oh, so we'll get to that. Well, that's because that's how they're doing it now. Ovens, you can't conceptually; it just won't work practically. It won't. It won't boil out. But that's what they say. Just turn it on five fifty. Put on. It could be. You could. I don't know why they just advise. Revelyashiv held that for for Hagola purposes, Libun Kal is equivalent and it's a little bit better. So you put on, and it's a little easier. So you put on five fifty for an hour and a half, whatever temp, an hour, an hour and a half, and that's Libun Kal. But my point is. To the hood doesn't bother me as much. The problem is more the Rav Aaron, Rav Moshe, Svar. So, so Rav Elisha's kasha, though, just stands as a kasha. We don't... Well, no. So I think that we add it. So if you have someone who has an oven that doesn't have a self-clean, an added Svara to be makels. A, you have Rav Aaron. B, you wait 24 hours. And C, you have Rav Yashiv Svara that it could be our ovens never require Libun Gomer. They should always suffice with... With uh, why, why wouldn't Ramosha agree to that? I, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's mostly just I, I agree with you. I, I don't know. Some areas that get spilled. Correct. Out, right? I, I don't know. Other than the, the floor. I don't know. Right? I, I I think you're right. That was it's a, it was a good horror from Ravliyashiv. I don't know what Ramosha would say to that. Now, so that, that, that's the background is, is the the cashing methods. Now let's just go to number. The, the flame, uh, like a flame torch that would be uh, Libun Gomer. We it's very dangerous to do that. Now that the first. Part has been the, the background of the, the methods of kashering. The second one, the second thing I just want to run through very bekitzer is the materials, and this is something we were talking about. There are basically four materials. You, you see, the, the first method is you have to figure out how to kasher. The second method is you have to figure out. The second thing you have to figure out is, is it kasher or bowl? Let's just go very bekitzer. There are four materials: cheres, cheres, which is earthenware, china. Um, they cannot be kashered. These items cannot be kashered. Uh, no matter how you try, they cannot be kashered. Now, we don't really have this. That's China dishes. Fine, that cannot be kosher. Then you have the opposite extreme, which is metal. Metal can be koshered, according to everybody. How it could be koshered? Libun, Hagala, Libun Kal. Fine, that, that's, that's metal. The big shaila throughout the year and on Pesach is glass. So glass is, you have polar opposite cheetahs. Svaradim follow the view that glass is not boleya, which means glass can never become chametz. Glass is not porous at all in the eyes of the Mechaber, in the eyes of the Shulchan Aruch. Svaradim hold that glass is never chametz. So they hold that you could just take glass, rinse it off, and you could use it from chametz to Pesach. That's not a problem. Rinse it off? Rinse it off just to make sure there's no shputz on top. What clean glass, though? Clean glass, according to Svaradim, is not a problem because glass is not porous. Um, oh, by the way, one more thing before we go weiter. Um, on Pesach itself, you cannot do Hagala. Make that point clear. You could do Libun, 
we can do Hagalah on Pesach. To make from, from chametz to Pesach. Yeah, yeah. But you can go, if you, if you trade something up, you can use Hagalah. Correct, but for chametz to Pesach, on Pesach itself, you can do Hagalah. So if, let's say, you realize on Pesach, oh, you have a spoon, Libun is fire. Anytime you're not dealing with water. Anytime you're cashing with water, you can't do that on Pesach. It's negay, because sometimes people will move in on Chalamayid, they'll go to like a new hotel, they'll go to like, I'm going to Orlando on Chalamayid. On Chalamayid, you can't kasher these things. Now, one oven more point. You oven you could do. Now, one more point, and then we'll go back to the glass. Um, you don't have to kasher things, right? You could just not have food come in contact. Meaning, you could conceptually have a microwave I just want to make this point because it could be a stuff portion. You could have materials in your house that you didn't kosher. That's not a problem about your about your matzah. You just can't use them. So if let's say you move into a hotel room on Pesach, you can't like on Chalmud, you can't do Hagala. So you, the microwave, which the method of kashering a microwave is using Hagala, you can't do Hagala on Chalmud. So you just don't use the microwave. That's not a halachic problem. That's my point. You don't have to like sell it. That, that, it's not a problem. There's no iser by your matzah on the walls. Okay, so let's go. So, that, that's, uh, okay, that's more of a side problem. That's a, that's a side issue. We'll, 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 yeah, after this, correct, you have to start, you have to maybe ask them to take it out. Be real in the yeah, so we'll get to that afterwards. Um, so glass, so, okay, so metal is kosherable, earthenware is not kosherable. Glass is a machleka. Svardim hold that glass um, does not need to be koshered. Ashkenazim are the exact opposite. We hold that glass cannot be koshered. But we also hold the glass doesn't uh, doesn't become milk inflation. Oh, so that's throughout the year. But I'm talking chametz on Pesach. Doesn't on Pesach. Why, why does the rules change? Huh? Doesn't that mean that Ashkenazim also hold it's not boleh if you can go back and forth between? No, no. So, so it's a Pesach. The Ramah. Let's go. Let's go backward. The Ramah writes. The Ramah, the author of the Ashkenazi Psak, he says on Pesach you cannot cash your glass. That's what he says. So now, okay. So by the way, that means that. Uh, glass dishes cannot be koshered. That means that if you're going to kosher the microwave, you have to remove the glass turntable, turnstile thing. Um, okay, so glass is not kosherable. Now the question is throughout the year. The Ramah does not talk about throughout the year. Um, the truth is, no one from that era talked about koshering throughout the year. Bringing the kosher of the year, we don't hold that it becomes anything. What, no, I'm saying, but you said that we don't hold. Who's that from? No, but currently, right, if you go, if you go to... To, to any non-kosher restaurant, right? You can take, you can have a oh, drink of water. But where, where did that come from? So the truth is, the Ramah himself never addressed throughout the year. The Ramah himself was only talking about Pesach. No one from the next hundred years talked about throughout the year. It was never talked about. The Iser Veheter is the not the Iser Veheter, the Yad Yehuda, which is a peerage from the 1800s. He's the one who quotes a list of Pesachim that they all say, the Chumrah, that the Ramah, the Ashkenazim, this is the breakdown. We really hold... Like the Svardim. Mikra Adin. And therefore, throughout the year, from, from milchik to fleshik, or non kosher to kosher, it's not really Balea. For the severity of Chametz, we will hold like the strict Shittas due to the severity of Chametz. This is where it comes from. That's, that's, that's what you're referring to. When you say a microwave, though, the plate is not going to be in contact with the actual food. Yeah, but because the, the plate, steam. if there's a spillover and there's steam and then the items, it, it would be a problem. Because there's steam, it's considered coming in contact. Um, okay, so, so that's glass. So we've covered metal, earthenware, glass. So for, all, all, for us, glass is out. Which, by the way, 
the OU, and I, I, it's a machloikas, so practical halacha, we'll have to figure out, but the OU holds, the star K is more lenient, I, I checked up today, the OU is machmer, they hold that because glass cannot be kashered, those glass stovetops, the cooktops of the glass, they hold that you can't kasher those. So what do you do? You have to put these like discs, that way the food is not coming in contact, meaning you're basically using a trafe stovetop, like a glass, like a... No, because the halacha is that it's only trafe if there's a liquid medium. So yes, if you spill, try not to spill. Be careful I, not to spill. Way, can I, uh, an oven that's not self-clean, can I do the same thing, cook with covered pans? Like a, a cook a roast and cover it with silver foil. It would be a very bad idea. No one would advise on Pesach using a trafe oven by covering it. Just because the severity of chametz, no one's gonna, no one's gonna play with that. No one's gonna play with that. You, you, you just kosher it, or you don't use, it, or you don't use. It. No one's gonna tell you to cover it. It's, it's, it's too much of a bad idea. Conceptually, yes, but it's just too much of a bad idea. Now, the last shaila, by the way, when it comes to materials, and then we'll get to. I'll run through very quickly the items. The last uh, material is plastic. See, plastic and rubber obviously were not around in the times of Chazal. They were creations that happened later. So the Shaila the Paiskim have is w- w- what category do they fall under? You see, plastic has certain metal-like elements, but it has certain glass-like components. So basically, there's three Mahalchim, okay? You have some Rabbonim who say, no good, you can never kasher plastic or rubber throughout the year or Pesach, okay? Then you have Rav Hankin who held, it could always be kashered. Okay, and then you have Ramosha Feinstein, who said that it cannot be kashered for chametz, but it could be kashered throughout the year. Now, uh, practical halacha, as I've mentioned in the past, I used to be machmer. This is, by the way, this is why dishwashers were always such a complicated thing because there were a lot of times. First of all, the old ones were earthenware. The old ones were porcelain, right. which is earthenware, so that can't be kashered. But the new ones are metal, are, are rubber or plastic. The, the racks. Mean. Yeah, the racks. No, even the walls. Some of them are plastic. Some of them are and now some are stainless steel. So. The truth is, the OU, over the last, like, seven years, I don't know why, but they changed their mahalach, they now hold yukakasha plastic. So, uh, about, one of the major... ovens that, I think my oven is, like, the you have a plash. Like, no, like, porcelain or something. Well, if you have a porcelain it's... oven, then you cannot no, it's, it's metal, but could be the metal is coated. Then it's a problem. You have, if you have a porcelain oven, you're not kashing that. Yeah, I, they make the porcelain sinks. I've never seen a porcelain oven before. So... So the kids are, um, so one second, so, so, uh, the, so by the way, one of the items I've mentioned in the past, one of the items that's plastic or rubber, first of all, microwaves are plastic, the walls of microwaves are generally plastic, so whether you could kasher a microwave would be contingent on whether you hold you can kasher a, a plastic for Pesach, Keurigs are plastic, uh, because while there is a piece of metal that comes in contact with the things, there's also a lot of plastic there. So whether you can kasher plastic would be sh- totally in the shaila. Um, the sprayers for the sinks. Yeah, all, 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 those are plastic. What do you mean? The sprayer heads when you have the sink. When you yeah, spray those are plastic. rubber. There's a rubber plastic. No, those are plastic. plastic. Mine are metal. Oh, by the way, you know it's also very, very much plastic. You know it's also plastic for mica. From mica's plastic in a lot of apartments that are not as uh, higher end, the countertops are from mica. From mica's plastic. From mica is a thick plastic. That's what it is. It's a thick rubber plastic. Uh, well, I usually cover it, but I have that steamer thing. I could kasher the counters. So, so for mica is plastic, huh? So for mica, you should know. Every year, I don't have charata that I mentioned it, but I always get nervous. No, formica is plastic. Formica. No, 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 I'm saying if you Google, formica is a plastic 
coating. That's oh. it's plastic. It's plastic. If you Google Formica, you can do it right now. F O R M E I C A. Formica is a plastic coating for sure, um, or plastic uh, rubber type of mix. It's definitely not cheres and it's definitely not glass. So. Those are the background. Now let me just run through the practical application of how to kosher different items. The practical application of how to kosher different items. Let's just run through. The oven itself. Okay. So the inside of the oven, we talked about. Plastic? Is it plastic? What is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's plastic. What about marble? Marble is considered stone. That's considered... uh, Marble can be koshered. Stone can be koshered. Stoneware can be koshered. So... That's a quartz, marble, the, the, the granite, that all can be kosher. You said the entire sink, even like the sink head and the hand. So we'll get to the sink. We'll, oh, so we'll get to the sink head. Let, let's just run through the items. Uh, the oven. Okay, so the inside of the oven, we talked about if you have a self-clean, good. If you don't have a self-clean, clean it. Wait 24 hours. Turn on its highest temp. For I would just give it two hours just to be safe. Fine. The, here's the thing, though. The, the top of the oven. You have, you have the area. You have this area. You have the grates. Okay, so... And the heating thing. So, now here's the deal. When it comes to the grates itself, there's three options, okay? Ramosha Feinstein famously said that you don't have to kosher grates. Now, it's true, but it's kind of not true. Because he said... They still kosher every time you use them. Oh, but that's not 100% true. Grates don't come in contact with the fire entirely. There's more... There's... Oh, so there's more, the problem is, there's more to the grate than the actual part that comes in contact. So there's basically three approaches for how to kosher grates. Number one, buy grates for Pesach. That's what I do. Just buy grates, and you have your Pesach grates. Option number two is to cover with heavy-duty silver foil. Option number three is, what you do is like this. You take a blech. Again, I, I mention this every year. It's not safe. None of this is safe. But you take a blech, you put it on top, you put on two or two fires under the two grates. You don't want to do all four because I don't have my mouth shaking inferno. And what the blech is going to do is it sort of creates like a, like a small bonfire. So you do that for about seven, eight minutes. That's what Chabad does. That'll kasha the grates. And then the area in between the grates, you'd have to cover. Has this thing where you make like a with tin foil over the I, I'll be honest, I, I just I cover or replace. No, cover or replace is the best option. It's it's not safe to do the other one. That's the top. Um, fine. Okay, sink. The, the way to kosher sink, assuming it's not porcelain. The handles you have to. Which one? The handles for the stove. No, food's not coming in contact with that. You can't. Uh, so you don't have to cover them or anything. No. You have to. Uh, you can't kosher grates by just. Pasha's not. The star K holds that you can kasha the area in between by pouring boiling water, but the OU doesn't. But it's coming so. in direct contact with, with, with stuff. It depends on how you look at it, because it's coming in contact with probably splattering, but it's also having the heat of the fire, which is right near it. So I think the OU and the star K are chaylik on what type of kashing. Silver foil, silver foil, heavy duty silver foil will cover. True, but I think that the OU holds that you need more than that. You need actual libun, and therefore uh, it's it's difficult. Um, the sink, the way to kash your sink is you clean, you wait 24 hours, you pour boiling water on it. Pour boiling water. I mentioned last year the steamer, I just want to make it clear, because every year I contact the OU, and I just make sure not every steamer will work. Some steamers are not hot enough. 
potentially if you have the right type of steamer, which has very hot water pumping out, conceptually many Paiskim are lenient with that, but that's but the other way for a, for a sink is just to pour boiling water. Even that, to try to pour it as best you can, try to pour it. Uh, by the way, urns are a, a headache. I would get a special Pesach urn, to be honest with you. It's, 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 it's the, the, the problem would be the steam. Like, I'll give you an example. Coffee is kosher Pesach. All regular coffee is kosher Pesach. But flavored and decaf coffee is not. So, or hot cocoa. So if you, throughout the year, made decaf instant coffee, so then the steam of the decaf instant coffee went into the, the, the hot water thing, uh, you'd have to kasha that. Also, you're not so careful the whole year. Yeah, you know, exactly. You and stuff like that all the time. Now, how to kasha the countertop is like this. The, okay, first of all, you could just cover it. It's olive. You could just cover it and avoid the shadow. If you want to kasha the countertop, so you'll say, okay, I should be able to pour boiling water on it. It's not so posh. Yes. Pouring boiling water should suffice, the ever. However, many poiskim are machmer that they require what's called an evan milubenis. An evan milubenis is a hot stone. Now, let me just explain why. I've done the evan milubenis once in my life. I think, to me, it is by far the most dangerous thing you could do this Pesach. Like, it's crazy. by far the most dangerous thing. You know, they make, it comes in a little... Uh, like it's a brick. With a handle. It's and a brick that you're... You're basically, so what, what's the, I just want to explain the halachic background of why you're doing this. You kasher the way it became treif. There's not much more left to, to this element. You kasher the way it became treif. So you say, okay, well, how did a sink become treif? You spilled stuff in it, so I'm spilling water, right? So how did a, 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 counter, how did a counter become chametz? Something spilled on it, right? You're not cooking on the counter, something spilled on it. So you're spilling water. Easy. There's a chumrah that some Rishayinim have, which is related to the laws of Shabbos, which is called a davar gush. A davar gush means that when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, if you have an item which is a piece of food that has its own walls, like a piece of potato, like a baked potato, a baked potato, according to many poiskim, even if you take it out of the out of the pot that you cooked in and you put it into a plate and put it into a third plate, it's not a klisheni and it's not a klishlishi, it's a klirishin. Meaning, a hot item has the status of a pot on the fire. It's called a davar gush. It creates many chumras in the laws of Shabbos. By the way, the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch don't believe in davar gush. It was a creation of the marshal. It was a creation of the marshal, but but when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, we try to be machmer. The Ramah calls davar gush a chumra. That's what Ramah Moshe calls it. He calls it a chumra. Correct. Meaning, meaning, meaning uh, we know in a klishlishi, Ramesha holds you can't cook in a klishlishi. So that would mean that if you take a piece of a piece of meat, a hot piece of chicken, a hot piece of meat, and you take it out of the pan that was cooked on the fire and you put it into a plate and you put it into another plate, you should be allowed to put you should be allowed to have coleslaw water touch it. But if you hold of a dover gush, then you're conceptually cooking. It creates many problems in the laws of Shabbos. It also creates a potential problem on the counters. Because if a hot potato or a hot piece of bread fell onto your counters, and you believe that your count that, that a hot piece of bread is a davar gush has the status of a clearition, then pouring boiling water is not enough. You need to have because pouring is eroy clearition. I need clearition. I need more than that. To make it more, you do an evan mulubenis. Some say steamer has a status of an evan mulubenis, but let's say evan mulubenis was what's evan mulubenis? You heat up the rock, then you pour the boiling water, and the rock boils the water on the counter. 
What the, the, you pour it on the stone and it drips off the stone. But what, however you do it, I, I, but then you're also supposed to have the hot rock go over the water. The purpose of the hot rock is to boil the water on the counter. That's the purpose so of it. Contact with the counter with the stone. Yeah, for sure. Or else you're doing nothing. For sure. Yeah, you're supposed to glide the stone over the counter while pulling the boiling water, so that the water now has a status of a clearision and irreclearision. The purpose is to be machmer for davar gush. But the sink, though. The, the sink, usually, yes, conceptually, but the sink, a lot of times, the items that are falling into the sink are not Dover Gush. Like, it, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah you're right. Less it's less likely. It, it, statistically, more things fall into, uh, more chametz is being poured into a sink than falling into a sink. But yes, conceptually. That's the purpose of a, of a Mulebenis. It is based on a Chumrah, I want to make that clear. But it is chametz, so I understand the concept. That's why many people just cover it, because it's not worth this hassle. What about uh, professional? So you have a sink that the uh, where the water comes out is plastic, right? Yeah. You are supposed to pour boiling water on if it the can, plastic also. If it can handle it. If it can handle it. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Metal, you have to For sure. Metal. I would think so. I would think well, so. Yeah. Like the OL. How does the water? Maybe they put like a sock on the sink spout. That's to catch any um, what they're doing. Yes, it's an old chumrah that they would put. Uh, filter on it that's to potentially cap catch like any um, any wheat that's in the water supply I think or something I don't know it's not it's something that like yeah that. yeah it's it's not it's old school how do you pressure, like a, a metal like sink force to get underneath it uh, it's hard yeah, no it? seriously it's I don't I don't know it's, it's to be honest it's very difficult it's not, Listen, it's not fun that's it's why, not fun yeah yeah but it, you have to be very careful though not to use it for hot though yeah yes conceptually yes I know I always get every year I get nervous because every year I'm always afraid other like from organizations and they show there are some steamers that spray and he look and he puts his hand there you see and he says this one you have to hold it up in the air the unit so that the, the hot water comes down and it's it sprays hot the enough. steamer that i have happens to be it's very hot it yeah, is also, it's very hot yeah it's very very hot it takes a while sitting there whatever correct it's um, longer than if you're boiling, pouring boiling water, but the boiling water, boiling water makes such a mess. Oh, 100%. Trying to get every spot, and I'm always feeling like I'm missing, uh, not you know, like. And then, then you've got to boil more water. So, and, water ca- and so just water. to finish up this this element of it, uh, had a kasher, uh, had a kasher kalim. Uh, again, spoons, forks. That's just hagala. Fine. Uh, the last two is microwaves. Now, had a kasher microwaves. If you a spoon. You're supposed to wait 24 hours because it's going to trade up the pot. Correct. But if I was going to pour boiling water on the spoon out in the street, that'd be fine. I don't have to wait 24 hours. Yeah, but pashtus, if it went into the pot, it could be. It has to be dipped into a pot because now you're kashing with iroi. I thought I thought kashing doesn't have to be all at once. It could be if you dip one end. No, true. Powder. But if you're pouring, then it's not going into a, a clearition. It's iroi clearition, and it could be you need more than that. Meaning it could be, it, it was in, in it was pot. in a, it was in a pot. So it's better than, than pouring. Yes, 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 for sure. Uh, Two more halachas um, at the end of this concept. Uh, first of all, microwaves. Uh, so microwaves, the truth is, uh, there's a couple of things. You have to remove the glass, because we don't cash the glass. Number two, um, number two, when it comes to microwaves, it's totally on whether you cash plastic. Okay? But if you do, then what you, the way you cash it is you wait 24 hours, clean, wait 24 hours. You have to cash it by filling with steam. That's how it became chametz. 
See, the, win- the window is... The window, the window Rebelsky told me, Rebelsky told, Rebelsky, I, I spoke to Talmud of his, he felt that it's fine. Because even if it's glass, it's high. glass. Even if it's glass, he said that that, that they were machmer. Because it's funny, just completely agav, I got a call from someone that there was a big rav who told her that with the door of the oven, it's glass. Yeah. So you have to cover it with cardboard. So, I spoke to a Talmud, the Poisik, one of the big Poiskim from the OU. He told me that he heard from Rebelski's mouth. The Rebelski said, even Ashkenazim are megal, that you don't have to cover the glass door because it doesn't get that hot. And he had his chashboinus. He felt that it was fine. Rebelski held that it's not necessary to oh, cover the glass door. The glass of the oven, of the oven. doesn't get that hot. But a glass that I drink... On the, at, at the table, that gets hot enough that's a problem? The answer is that there are poiskim that hold that for Ashkenazim, glass, if it, basically, if it's sort of getting kosher the way it was used, and Rebelski held that it's Mozart. I'll find the email. I'll find I, the email. You hear what I'm saying, though? No, no, I understand. I understand. No, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Rebelski held, Rebelski held to be Mekel, so that, that was definitely enough for me. No, so, I, I don't want to. Yeah, no, no, of course, of course. So the way you cash a microwave is very simple. You clean, you wait 24 hours, you take a styrofoam cup, you put it in the microwave, you have you boil it to the point where it fills with steam, then you move it over and do it again. That way it caches the area under the first cup. Or you just the, buy one for Pesach. Correct. So and the steamers work as an Potentially, uh, Ravelsky once said if it's the right type of steamer, it could potentially have the status of an Evan Milubenis. Wow. Because the steamer goes over... The boil it, it boils the water on the surface, so it, it potentially, if it's the right type of steamer, can have a status of an even evamilubenis. Um, one last halach, and that is dishwashers. Dishwashers. The truth is, I don't know. I spoke to Rishachter. Rishachter sent out during COVID that year of Pesach that you could kasha dishwashers for Pesach that year. He says, while it's relying on certain coolers that year was so chaotic to make people's lives a little easier he said it's fine you clean uh don't use for 24 hours go through a cycle with hot water and a cycle with soap and then another cycle and you're fine now i spoke i don't know and i I just want to make this out there if anyone listening that can explain to me i don't know why i can't rely on that this year i don't rely on it outside of covid i suppose rochelle said he only felt comfortable giving that hatter during COVID because of just the chaos of everything. Any other year he doesn't. I don't know what the hatter is, because, why it's such a big deal, because I understand that it's plastic. I cash are plastic. I, I understand that the racks are hard to clean. First of all, our new racks are not like the way you used to. They used to have a lot of mesh, and it was very hard to fill. You could also change the racks. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know practically... Rav Shechter felt not to rely on it for Pesach outside of COVID, so that's what I do. I don't know fully why not. I do not kasher a dishwasher for Pesach, no. Rubber and plastic are the same thing. It's a shayla. I I understand it. I I definitely want to be Makel, but one of the biggest Pesachim on the planet says not to, so we're going to listen. If you go to somebody and they are using their dishwasher... Then there's, 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 there's clearly a, a hetter out there. Yeah, listen, if someone told me that they kasha the dishwasher, I, I definitely think that uh, I understand it. I'm not, I'm not going to say that they should. I'm not saying that right, right, right. I understand how can, it. How can you if you're using well, the way that, the way Rav Schechter said it that year was you don't use it for 20, clean, don't use it for 24 hours, uh, potentially uh, change the racks or make sure that the racks are the type of racks that can be cleaned. Um, then what you do is you run a cycle with soap 
a hot cycle, and then you run a hot cycle without soap, and that's it. Um, again, I, I like that. I'm gonna leave with that. But um, if there are any questions, this is also for the recording uh, for anyone who got this far, because especially with all the questions that. Um, uh, no, no, it's just one second. If anyone has questions, they could please contact me. It's avizakatinsky at gmail.com, A-V-I-Z-A-K-U-T-I-N-S-K-Y at gmail.com, or 917-225-350. Uh, happy to have any questions. Uh, or-